right, guys, welcome to a Student of the Game podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm the student. And today we have our newest teacher, Verkedrick Vons. Uh, we're extremely excited to have you on, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Appreciate you. Nice, man. So it looks like, uh, we, we, just so everybody knows, the Cowboys are playing now. It wasn't looking good, and we've turned the TV off just to, just to keep us from stressing out too much, man. What do you think? Man, man, this is my city. I was rooting for them, but yeah, it's, it's real sad right now. It wasn't looking good. Well, man, tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing, your current endeavors, your brand. Just give us a real quick synopsis of kind of what you got going on. So right now there's two things I got going. You know, I got my personal brand, uh, VVS, going, and I also I'm a professional day trader. That's what I do every day. Okay, nice, man. We're, we're really extremely excited to, you know, kind of dive into this. I've got a ton of questions. I know a lot of the audience does. You know, I want to take a quick moment um, and give a shout-out to uh, this episode's sponsor, um, True Labs Energy. I've talked about this on a previous episode. An amazing product, something that, I again, I've talked about it. I use it constantly, the Hydrate 15 is my personal favorite. Um, it, it keeps you hydrated, allows you to maximize the water that you're taking in. Um, but I will admit to the audience, you know, this last week, uh, I think I kind of numbed out of my pre-workout and I started using uh, their pre-plus, which is enhanced from their pre. And it was killer. You know, for me, I, I love the itches. It's an awesome workout. We've both been in the fitness industry for a long time. This was the first pre-workout that didn't give me the itch, but allowed me to stay laser focused. So I'm recommending all you guys to at least give it a shot. Uh, my favorite thing is that they come in individual servings. So you can throw it in your gym bag, throw it in your backpack, throw it in your briefcase. I want you guys to check it out, truelabs.com. The discount code that you guys will get is STUDENT, uh, just like a student of the game podcast, STUDENT. Use that. Go get your products. Get stocked up for the new year. 2022 is a new us. Um, so, Kendrick, you know, give us a little bit about your background. Talk to us about you know, the come up. Talk to us about the beginning. Okay. So, yeah. So, like I said, um, you know, it started – it started back, you know, um, when I graduated college from Baylor. Um, you know, I didn't go right to, into the NFL, didn't sign a contract. And at that point, you know, coming from, you know, Mesquite, Texas, um, you know, with my family, that wasn't coming back home. You know, you got to make a way. Yeah. And so that's how we grew up. And, you know, eight, yeah, when I was 20, 23 when I graduated and, you know, I came back and stayed with my brother for – for about five months after uh, after I was done with college and had a few workouts, just didn't get signed. And then it got to a point where, you know, I'm a music guy and I made a song and in the song it was saying, you know, I got to find a way mm-hmm. to make some money, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't keep I can't keep asking people can't keep, you know. Yeah. And so after that, I decided to, uh, you know, go coach for a little bit in high school back in my hometown. Coaching uh, football? Coaching football, yeah. Coaching okay. football uh, back in my hometown. And, you know, I was still young and I still wanted to play. Yeah. And so, you know, one of my coaches gave me advice to, you know, do what you want to do. You're young. Take chances. And so um, that's when I decided to push uh, VVS. You know, I, it was created actually in 20, 2018, my senior year, because I knew I needed a brand before I got to the NFL. Yeah. And so or I became a professional football player. And so with that being said, you know, I wanted to do it in college, but it's illegal to make money. Yeah. Now it's not. Now it's I'll, different. Yeah. Right, now it's a much different game. I, I wish it was two years later. Don't you know we all, saying? right? <laughs> and so and so I ended up, ended up making this. And then I, I took the leap of faith once I stopped coaching and actually um, made the logo. Well, I didn't make it. Funny story how I came up with the, the logo is, um, you know, um, 
I'm big on manifestation. And so I was on the phone with my dad one day, and I was like, Dad, I want a logo. I need to, I need, I need to find a legit logo. Simple, you know, not too much. Yeah. And um, I was on the way to Walmart. I was like, Dad, it'll be crazy if I find someone in Walmart that can do my logo. You're saying this before you get to Walmart. This is before I got to Walmart. While you're on the way. I'm literally, literally finna turn into Walmart. You did not find someone at Walmart, did you? I found someone in Walmart. Man, okay. <laughs> Tell me. Okay, so you pull up at Walmart. How does, how does this play out? So so I, I, I was looking for a couch because I got my apartment um, back in Mesquite. I was looking, looking for a couch. And so I saw this girl with tattoos all over spots of her body. Mm-hmm. So I knew she was artsy. So I was like, hey, I like your tattoo. Um, um, what do you do? She was like, I'm a graphic designer. I said, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. This is crazy. This I is said, right after you had the conversation with your dad. I promise you, you can call him right now and be like, did, did this happen? He's going to say yes. Okay. And, and so she, she was like, yeah, I'm a graphic designer. I was like, so can you do logo? She was like, yeah. I was like, how much do you charge? It was really cheap. And I was like, okay, let's get to work. Yeah, and so that's that's the story on how I came up with this actual the original VVS logo, and that's kind of how it was birthed. Mm-hmm. So uh, throughout this show, we're gonna we're gonna dive into a lot of questions that you know I have, and I know a lot of people have both the day trading, both what your brand represents, the origin of it, the heart behind it. But I, I really want to put a little bit of focus in the understanding of of the beginning, and okay. I think a lot of people in life they look at the pinnacles of success they look at things when it's when it's set right they look at you now and you've got your brand and you've got um you know your success and you've got people coming in uh to your coaching i want to look at the beginning i want to look at where begin i want to take a moment there talk to us about you know the sports realm i'm very curious because you know when you really study success when you study successful people there are many common denominators Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are their innate drive And one of the biggest things that I found in my personal search is when you find people that that played sports at a high level, it doesn't have to be division one like you did, but just at a high level, whether it was, you know, in the upbringing of a, of a big high school, right. And we live in Texas, you know, high school football is Mm -hmm. as big as, as other States colleges. These people have such a different expectation as to what needs to be done. What is required? You know, talk to us about the mentality you have now, how much of that came from playing you know, football at, at the Baylor University. And, you know, I don't know if you guys are picking this up, but there's some rocks on those fingers, man. <laughs> you know, give, yeah. give, I mean, that's more than one. I just want to say that. Give us a little bit of, of insight into that. How much did that play effect into who you are today? You know, you know, there was an amazing guy, um, my strength coach named uh, Kaz Kazadi. He's at TCU now. That guy, that guy was the hidden, hidden secret at Baylor. When I say he poured so much knowledge into us, and I always taught us that knowledge is power. And it was one word that really, really stuck with me is relentless mm-hmm. at everything you do. We always used to say, say that. You got to be relentless. And so in relentless, you know, that means, you know, not giving up no matter what. Not okay. no matter what, giving it your all no matter what. And so that that's kind of what I've uh, stuck with all my life. Also, um, there's three other, three other uh, words that I work that I live by, and that's, uh, you know, being consistent, uh, relentless, um, and being adaptable. That's also a big, a big thing that he, he also taught, taught me to be, you know, or taught us to be, you know, because, you know, in life and in business with sports, you always got to adjust to the environment. It's changing. It's It's always always, You know, you go to, you go to what Iowa State and we play up there, the field is like rocks, Mm -hmm. you know, you got, you got, you got to wear, instead of wearing a normal cleat, you got to wear 
tur- uh, the, the grass cleats, yeah, you know, yeah. it's cold. The food up there, it wasn't good. You know, you got to adapt to all of that. And so with that being said, it's like you really have to become, uh, you just got to become adaptable. That's the, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, in sudden changes in a, in a game and, and uh, interception is thrown on an offense, and you got to get right back out there after one play when it was just a, a 30 play drive or yeah. a 20 play drive. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, that mindset that you got to have, that relentless mindset, like, I got to get it done no matter what. Yeah, no excuses. Right. And, you know, and, and I, I firmly believe those things are very challenging to go get elsewhere, you know, because once your mind has developed, you've become. Um, what you've been molded to be. It's, you're changeable, right? right? But it's not as easy. You know, the best way I can describe it to people, if you learn a language at an early age, your ability to retain and keep that skill set, that, that understanding, you, you can carry that the rest of your life. But for me, and, and I'm open about it, I, I'm trying to learn Spanish. It's impossible to learn. I mean, I'm not going to use the word impossible, but, right. man, it is tough. Yeah. It is tough, you know, because – as opposed to learning Spanish, I'm trying to translate English to Spanish. And then when you say something, I'm trying to translate it back to English in my head. Right. And I'm just so behind that I wish, you know, I would have learned this so much earlier. And I think about that when it comes down to your innate mentality, your, your, your drive, your, the things that you're talking about, these things that have stuck with you in your life about being relentless, being adaptable. Um, these are things that you now can carry with you that you that were molded in you at a time where you were still pliable. You were still Play-Doh. Right, right, right. You know, how much of that is is do you value in your day-to-day now? I always. It's, it's with everything, you know. Like I said, um, I also mentioned the word consistent. It's like even if you at a low, your lowest, if you just stay consistent, something good is going to come out. You know, have that faith. Have that faith. And, you know, that's that's what we always drove by, you know, just having faith, staying consistent and, and in and, and believing and so um with sports transitioning over to the business side that's why you know you get a lot of interviews with with former sports players and they mm-hmm. get good jobs because of that mindset like yeah. you mentioned and it's like um it's just a relentless effort constantly every day you battling your mind every day like do i i remember i remember my freshman year he took us to it's called a gogi and that first week of a gogi i you know i had what 20 offers out of high school. That first week of Agogi, I literally questioned myself if I really wanted to play football. Walk me through what Agogi is to those of us who don't know. Basically, it's a it's basically like a like a military workout where they 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 stretch you to your lowest to where you about to for, tap for out. For a day? This is every Friday. If you red shirt, this is this was every Friday. Every Friday, I'm talking about we climbing ropes all the way up to the top of the ceiling. We 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 got logs, water poles, but you have to communicate with each other. You have yeah. to be on one accord, all of that. And so it's, it's just a different level. It's a whole different level. And it's like if you if you don't communicate, number one, if you don't if you're not on the same page and you, you gotta motivate you gotta motivate your team while you're under stress. Yeah. And that's football. Mm-hmm. That's that's football. That's, 100%. That's, that's really life. You know what I'm that's saying? That's everything. Yeah, right. And so we did that and he conditioned our minds to be like that now we Come on now, what what can't we do? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's conditioning, right? It's conditioning. So, walk me through this process, right? I've had this question plenty of times, and I've spoke with you know I've got a ton of friends that you know played at that level, but I can never fathom the pressure of the moment you realize, okay, maybe maybe the next level of the sport is not happening, and obviously in that pressure, you either fold or you or you mold, 
yeah. one of those two things happens and you molded. But take me through that. Take me through that that moment. Take me through that that realization. You know, was it was it simple? Was it challenging? Was it quick? Was it long? You know, um, I was very fortunate to to value relationships at Baylor and outside of outside of everything. That's what my mom taught me. My dad taught me to value relationships. And so for me, it was challenging that first year. That first year is like, okay, what am I going to do? Like. You know, that's that's when a uh, shout out to my boy, Quan Jones. He put me on at L.A. Fitness and I was still around, being, still, you know, being active in the gym and stuff like that. And, you know, and still working out. So I knew I still wanted to play uh, and I got uh, other opportunities. But, you know, when you don't get that call that you that that you've been hoping for your whole life, it's like, OK, do do I give up? You know, do do I give up? Just stop playing ball or. Or, you know, this all I've been doing all my life. And so what actually, you got to challenge yourself. What else do you know? Yeah. What else do you know how to do? And if you really don't know how to do anything else, only thing you, my advice is just get around people that's doing other stuff and reading books. Like you got to, you got to gain more knowledge about yeah. something to, to get you over that hump. To learn. To just learn. To surround yourself around people that can, that can help you mold. Right. So, you know. Let me ask you this, right? And I've, I've asked this question to a few people, but I love the different answers from the from the channels they've been in. You know, throughout college, right? You're playing ball, mm-hmm. and we all know how you know playing ball in college is. You ain't doing much. You're playing ball. Yeah, right. You know, let's be honest. You're playing ball. How much? How much coaching? How much experience? How much knowledge did you get about the real world when ball is over? Like since I've since I've been playing at during during, during college, are they you, giving you, you know, any at all? You know, it, it's tough. Coach Cos did, but it's it's only for it's only for a brief moment in the morning, like for about thirty minutes, and then you go to class, and then you come back and go to practice. So if you really don't, if you don't, if it's really not important to you, you're not going to retain it. It honestly. goes by. You don't. Yeah, it's all, you know, it's all a business, and so you know, it's a job. It's really a job, college football. But when you're eighteen and nineteen. 18, 19, you're not thinking about what they're saying. You're not thinking about none of that. You're not thinking about none of that. You're thinking about, dang, I got to go to class now. Yeah. I'm tired from 6 a.m. workout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, But the older guys, you know, we know that it's coming to an end. So we try to soak in what we've been taught over the years. Towards the end. To, towards the end. But when you first get there, that's what I can challenge a lot of the young athletes. So when you first get there, pay attention to everything because you know, and make relationships because – you get to your senior year and try to do that, it's too late. You already created an image for yourself. Yeah. And so if your image is I don't care or I'm just a football guy, what do you think these, these the the boosters or the the the, the That's where everyone sees you. you they're gonna they're gonna see you as that. And now type you're of trying person. to switch it up because you know the end is coming. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what that's one thing I focused on going in, um, is you know, like I said, making relationships and making my appearance uh, important. Were, were you intentional with that or is that just who you are? Honestly, it's who I am, but, you know, at the college level and at Baylor, since Baylor, you know, Baylor is a significant name around this world. 100%. And so, you know, you can go anywhere and find someone that that, that was associated with Baylor University. And so – Huge alumni. I, you know, I had my coach grows, my mom, my dad, all of these guys telling me, hey, go, go, go talk, go mm-hmm. talk. And that's one thing that I don't think colleges do a lot. You know, they want you to perform. Yeah, they want you to play well. The, the the networking in in the eyes of the business of college sports, everything outside of what you're doing on the field is a distraction. Right. And as 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 bad and as circumstantially wrong as that may be, 
it's the business they're in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of money tied behind wins and losses. Right. There's a lot of people who financially gain or financially lose based on the performance of this team. So for me to operate in that in that light and have my players, you know, trying to network and talk to people and gain knowledge, you're you're getting away from the sport. Mm-hmm. I need you to play the sport. And that's tough because, you know, the, I believe it's so challenging as a young athlete because the one thing you're thinking about is winning. Right. Your 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 ultimate goal is getting to the next level. You're not really worried about what happens if you don't make it to the next level. Because that's a distraction from getting to the next level. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Once you find out, hey, maybe this door is not gonna be open for me, right. it's tough because it's it's at that point it's probably right before. You're realizing it when the bus is leaving. You're not realizing it when you arrive at the bus station. Right. right. You know. So for you, obviously you, you know, you, you get out of school, you're done playing ball, you're with your brother. You know, what are you doing um, professionally at the time? So, I, like I said, I was I got a job at uh, LA Fitness here in Dallas, and um, I was training clients, starting my train. I wanted to eventually have my own training business. And then after that, you know, um, I gave my high school coach, which now is the AD of Mesquite ISD, um, I gave him a call and said, you know, I want to try out this coaching thing, you know, because um, I, had, I had a CFL private workout. They didn't sign me. Mm-hmm. Um um, I went to play arena. They canceled the season because of COVID. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. And so at that point I was like, um, by the way, I was living in a hotel at that, at that point by myself for about four months after I moved out, out of my brothers, you know, I want to start, my back was against the wall. And when your back is against the wall, you, you ain't got no choice, but to, you but have to no grind. Choice. So, so walk me through that. So did you leave your brother or did your brother say, Hey, it's, it's time. Um, it was kind of mutual, you know, um, he was going through some things and, and I was going through some things and, you know, um, we decided to, you know, the best thing for me to do was to, you know, just leave and, and start creating for myself. And, okay. you know, I actually went around to, um, a lot of people don't know this. I think my dad don't even know this. That's my guy. I actually went to like three hotels and talked to the general manager and was like, Hey, this is my story. I'm a young black kid trying to make it. Um, I graduated from Baylor University. I'm a, uh, I'm a professional football player here, and you know, um, can you give me a good rate? You know, yeah. just and saying, hey, I'm down on my luck. I need, I need somebody I to need, give me a shot. Right, and the guy, thank God, the guy, uh, general manager at Grapevine, uh, his name is Chris. Um, shout out to him. He he said, I know how you feel, and he and and I was a, a platinum member of Marriott um, mm-hmm. also, and so he gave me. Uh, he gave me a deal, and shoot, that helped me. That helped me the next four months, and then I uh, called uh, my my coach, my high school coach, and said, "Hey, can you get me get me in?" And he got me in at West Mesquite High School, back where I grew up, and and I stayed there for a season, and then decided I ended up getting another opportunity to go play football. Okay. And right after that, that's when I started my brand. Right after that, because it was a period from December to March that. You know, I needed I needed an income. Yeah, and so that's when I started my brand and took the leap of faith. So what what is it that changed the pathway, right? So let, let's walk through it. You know, we're we're getting things going. You know, you you go to the to the general manager and he empathizes with you. You explain your story and he sees you and he says, "I got you." Right. And he gives you he gives you a deal to help you out. When when in all honesty, I think we're all smart enough to realize it was it was him believing in you. It was him understanding your heart, your mind, where you're at in life and, and wanting to help you. So now you're coaching, you're in the you're in the coaching game. 
what is it in your mind that says this isn't it? You know, because because again, there are a lot of people out there who have been coaching in, in, in the high school level, middle school level, elementary school level, and they're going to do that until the day they die. Yeah. You know, they're going to retire as a middle school coach. And I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. Right. But again, we're on this show to learn from people who have more ambition, where that's not enough. It's, it's what is it in your mind that made you say, I want to do something different. I want to do something bigger. Was it something that was already there and it just was the right time? Or was there a, a, a switch that just flipped? Um, you know, I got into it, uh, you know, I'm for the kids and I'm for giving back, but, you know, being 24, 25, you know, you still can move, you're still healthy and just getting knowledge from older, older coaches, like, okay, you know, you still, you still can play. Why, why aren't you giving it your all? You don't want to have that. What if when you're 40, Yeah. you get what I'm saying? And 100%. So I always kept that in the back of my head and, and, you know, I reached out to a, a couple a couple guys uh, overseas, and I got another opportunity to go over there. And so, uh, in in arena, I got a got up opportunities, and I took them. Yeah. So, and and I'm glad you brought that up because I talk about it a lot. I think I think not enough people put it attention to understanding that one day you may have regrets. And if you consider that now, you gotta you gotta squeeze the lemon dry, mm-hmm. and and it sounds like that's something that clicked in your mind was like I don't want to get to forty as you said or fifty or the end of my life, my deathbed, and go, man, I wish I could go back to being twenty and I wish I would have done a little more here, done a little more there, or tried a little harder. Right. And you know, I'm a firm believer. I've talked about this all the time. Losses don't equal regret. Losses, you accept them. Regret comes from when you could have played better. Right. You know. I've said this once before. I was talking to a good buddy of mine. I think it was yesterday or the day before. If you and I played one-on-one, right, let's say we, we wagered it just to, to make it more competitive, right. and I lost. The loss is not going to eat me up. It's realizing, man, I could have played harder. Right, right, I could have gave right. a little bit more energy. Right. Man, I left that, and I still was, 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 had some in the tank. But if I give everything I got, I'm talking about everything I got. I'm diving for the ball. I'm beat. <laughs> I'm drained, right? right, right and I right. lose. And in my mind, that's all I had. That loss isn't going to hurt. It ain't. It's not going to hurt. It's because it, it, he, just, it, he was better than me. Right, right. You know, right, I was right, talking to a buddy right. yesterday, and I, and I used the analogy. If I, if I played Kobe and I gave everything and I lost, I'm not going to be in the drive back regretting that. I'm going to be like, he's better than me. Right, right, You know, right. losses really come from when you could have done more. Mm-hmm. And that registered to you. You were like, man, I've got I've to really give this a go so I don't regret this later in life. Right. You know, I I firmly believe people don't see that enough. They don't see that until that day comes, and now they're like, "Oh, my body's giving up, my back's out, my knees are bad. It's too late." Right. You know, how did that? How did that process in your mind? Was it just something that was kind of itching back there, or did you consciously think about it? You know, I, all the time, all the time, I was like, "Man, I know, I know, I know, I can still play." That was my that was my mindset to go still play football, and I'm like. I know I can still go play. Yeah. If it's for me, it's for me. If it don't work out, it don't. It don't work out. But I know that I gave it. I gave it my all to go play. And so, for me, honestly, when I decide that I don't want to work out and train mm-hmm. at the level that it takes to be a professional athlete, that's when I know I'm done. Yeah. And I'm not at that point yet. Yeah. I still want to go to the gym. I still want to go push plates. I still want to go do all of that stuff. And so I still got opportunities right now to go play. Because you're still, you, you're still performing at that level. Yes. You still are able to hold yourself to that expectation. Right. And you're saying, 
essentially when you when you really believe in your heart of hearts you're no longer capable of performing at that level of expectation then it then it's over yes. then the ship is sailed yeah, you, and until then the ship is still on the dock you have to you have to you have to and and you know I'm glad you brought that up because I I really believe you have to see yourself as as that version you have to see yourself capable that's the only way you get a shot right you know I I watched a Draymond Green interview and uh you know it was very controversial the whole world was talking about it when he said that he felt he was the best defender of all time and people were like oh this dude's crazy this dude's crazy so I watched his interview and he said I believe that and he said if I believe that I'm the greatest defender of all time and I play that way and I have that expectation of myself it gives me a shot to actually be that right but if I don't wake up every morning and look in the mirror and see myself as the greatest defender of all time. I'll never even have a chance to get close. Right. And I, I believe that. I believe if you look at the pinnacle of anything, the best to ever do it, top five, top ten, top twenty, doesn't matter. When you get to that, when you get to that peak of the mountain, every single one of them thought they were going to be the best. That's just where they ended, based on the cards they were dealt and the effort that they put in. But they all truly believed in their mindset. I, I'm going to be the best. Right. You you can't get that high unless you believe that. You can't. Because it can't. takes it ta- just like you're talking about. It takes sacrifice, man. You're still in phenomenal shape. Yeah. You're still in phenomenal shape. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not I ain't gonna lie. It's not easy. But it's like it's that drive and that want to. It's like you don't want to sell yourself short because I've saw, I saw it. I saw it with my own family like get complacent, and I'm like, yo, it's five, ten years down the road, and you're still doing the same thing. I'm I'm not doing that. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm the one in my family. I'm not doing that, so I'm gonna do what it takes. If I if I gotta go across, if I gotta go um, to another state just to meet someone to to get this opportunity, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, because you have the ability to do so. With my last two hundred dollars, if I if, you, if somebody tell me to come here and you and I gotta I got something for you here, I'm gonna do it because you never know what happened. You know, you never yeah. know who you can meet along the way, and you can just straight up be like, hey, well, I ain't got no money. Dang, though, you spent your last out here. Well, here's five thousand dollars. You just never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just yeah, never I, I know. I get it. I get it. And people are so afraid of what could go wrong, they forget to ask the question of well, what could go right. Mm-hmm. That's the question that has to drive the the effort. Well, what if I go and something goes right? And that what if you just got to shift that what if? Stop saying what if it goes wrong and just say what if it goes right? Right. What if ever? What if I go out there on my last dollar? And it goes right. You know, it's weird enough. When I was growing up, I was younger. I was probably 14, 15 at the time. Um, there was a family friend of my grandmother. And this is a true story. He uh, walked into a subway. It was a true story. Walked into a subway with his last, he had $10 to his name. He had nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, he had been trying. He had just got out of Rice College and just, just life was hitting him. It was beating him up, right? So he walks in a subway. It's his last 10 bucks, and he knows he needs to eat. And he walks in and orders a sandwich, $5 foot long, right? We all remember that commercial when they're not $5 anymore. Right, right, right. And uh, this lady walks up to him while he's in line, and she says, you're a beautiful man. What do you do? And she, he goes, hey, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm in between jobs. You know, and, and the pride of a man is tough to say, hey, I'm unemployed. Right. I'm in between gigs. And she says, I'm a, I'm a model talent scout, and I want to offer you an opportunity. Mm. And he says, okay. I mean, he's got nothing. He has nothing. Right. She says, I need you to come out to California. Mind you, I'm in Houston at the time. So this is in Houston. The story takes place in Houston. She says, I need you to come out to California. And he says, well, I don't have, you don't have, I don't have much money, yada, yada, yada. And she gives him some money for a bus ticket. He goes out to California. Um, and they meet him. And he signs a two-year contract for modeling. 
Um, and to this day, this story, you know, takes place, you know, roughly, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Okay. To this day, he's making roughly $300,000 a year as a model. And he's been doing it ever since that day he walked in that subway with $10 to his name. That's wild. And, again, the question all the time is, well, what if it goes wrong? But what if it goes right? And that's the thing that has to be said. You know, before we continue, there is a question that I know everyone's going to hate me for not asking. What position did you play? I played uh, DB. So I played corner. I started at corner my sophomore year. And then the last two years, um, well, when the coaching staff changed, I moved to safety and started there for the next two years. Was that, you know, I don't want to dive too much into it, but was that a big difference, being a, going from a corner to a safety? Um, yeah, the, the the angle of tackling is is way different. And that's what, honestly, I'll be straight out honest, that's what a couple of scouts told me. That was like, you know, you play out of position. You're, you're, you wasn't a safety, you was a nickelback. Did you want to go there, or was that just something that they advised of you? They advised, so, you know, you got to do what the coach said. Yeah, 100%. You got to do what the coach said. I'm a leader. I knew the defense. And so they was like, hey, we want to try your safety. And I didn't start probably the first two or three games. And then I got the defense down and started the rest of the season. And I, 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 wanted, I didn't do bad. You know, I was all Big 12 my senior year. But it was like the, the, the angles of the tackling, it was tough. It was a different game. Yeah, it's, it's different. You got that sideline when you're at corner. You know, and yeah. not to run, you you know that's 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 easy. Yeah, but that corner, I mean, the the, the safety is open field. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's tough. It's it, I ain't gonna lie, it was tough. But I got I got a hang of it because we practiced tackling drills every day. It was just they. It was my 2017 year when we went one and eleven. It it hurt. Yeah, it, it straight hurt me, and I excelled my senior year. But I mean, um, it is what it is. I mean, uh, as a uh, you know former college athlete, um, in that transition, you think about it every day mm -hmm. you think about you think about it like and it you can, it you can either go left or you can either go right like you said and you know um i've got to the point mentally where it's like it is what it is it's like if you harp on something too long then you're going to go down the wrong path 100 percent. so 100 percent, because you can't go back and change it yeah you can't you can't you just gotta live with it it is what it is All you right. know and, and as so many people give people a bad rap for utilizing that term that exact term it is what it is i hear so much negative nancy about it oh you know you got here's the reality take away the negative notion of when people say that take away the fact that when they say it most times they say it very monotone and very emotionless right but the cold reality is there's a lot of complexity in that statement it is what it is when i say those few words i'm telling you that i have processed what happened mm -hmm. i've accepted it i've moved on and I understand that I can't change it. There's right. a lot of complexity to just understanding. You can't go back in time and go, man, I shouldn't have done this, or I should have changed. I shouldn't have changed position. You can't. We're here now. We don't have. We don't have time machines. I'm not gonna do nothing for you. It's not. It's gonna stress <laughs> you out. But okay. the, but the thing is, a lot of people in life, they get stuck in that. Well, what if? Mm -hmm. I I know so many people that are still in that. What if? They're still in that. Oh, it's not fair, you know. It, uh, I wasn't given these opportunities, and right. I wasn't dealt these cards, and you know, you had it better than me, and it's not fair. But at the end of the day, you can't change it. Right? Hey, do I wish that I grew up as a as a kid with millions, and I learned, you know, the stock market at fourteen years old? Yeah, but I didn't. All right. You know, <laughs> I, I wish I grew up, and my parents, you know, taught me about financial wealth and stability. I wish I didn't turn eighteen and my credit was already jacked. But I, but it is what it is, right, you right, know. And at right. the at the same time, when you accept that, it's like, okay, what can I do about it now? And with that being said, 
Now I want to dive into now. You know, you, you gave us a little bit of the background behind, hey, coming out of college, things didn't work out. You know, I'm, I'm down on my luck. I, I, I stuck my you know, neck out. I put my pride to the side, stuck it in the back seat. I went and spoke to people, got opportunities. Now I'm on the restart. You know, how does how does your brand how's your brand birth? You know, VVS, you obviously talked about in the Walmart, you got the logo. Mm-hmm. But well before the logo, what was the heart behind it? What was your reasoning? Where did where did it come from? Okay, so um it's kinda it's kinda two two main two main things behind uh VVS. And so first And give us the understanding of what VVS stands for. It's for Kedrick Von Synergy, but it's more than that. It's more than just my name. I attached my name because um, you know, I wanted the word VVS. I wanted the word synergy in there. And so as you can uh if you don't know, the VVS diamond cannot be detected by the human eye. You have to use a gl- uh, a magnifying glass or yeah, a magnifying glass to see if it's real or not. And so I'll refer that to as, you know, when you are in the brand, no one can determine who you are. No human can determine who you are. And so and that's what I live by. It's like it's just you and God. You're you in control of what you do. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and the, the word synergy comes from is uh, you know a bunch of a bunch of energy because we're energy beings and uh, we feed off each other. And so basically, synergy combines you know purposeful service to heal the earth, and you know it rewards us um, going to a common goal. Yeah. So that's what it stands for. Um, it's more than just my name and with the word synergy you know that's why i say vvs so i say v, my my website is called vv synergy i don't say i didn't put vikedrick von synergy because it's not about me yeah it just so happened to have two v's in my name you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i'm with you i get right, it i get right. it so that's that's the meaning and that's the, it, it's just more than you know my name and i want to get people to understand that and have some pride when they wear wear it yeah so yeah. So I noticed, you know, when you when you first rolled out your apparel, man, you were getting a ton of support. Yeah, I was. You know, how did that feel? It was good. It was good to know that, you know, I had people from Baylor still supporting me. This was a year and a half, almost two years outside of school, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I had, you know, people people buying. I got people from the city. They wanted to they wanted to buy. I still have the negative remarks like, man, I'm not wearing his name. His name is in a logo and all of that. But, you know, the the people that stuck with it and supported it. They want more. Yeah. And so now I'm in the transition of getting more low, getting different uh, collections and styles of my logo. Mm-hmm. And so that's that. That's what I'm currently doing right now for as far, uh, you know, the brand. 100 percent. And I think that's a, a huge testament to exactly what you talked about. When you were in college, you said, hey, listen, I was big on 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 relationships mm-hmm. when I, you know, you, you met people and you left impacts on them. So when you had the opportunity to, you know, start your own brand, they believed in you. They mm-hmm. supported you. They showed that you know, both emotionally, but also financially he said, Hey, we got you and, and we believe in you. Right. How does that feel? You know, how does it feel to have that? It feels, it feels, man, it feels, it feels amazing. Cause you know, you know, you always have to, um, one thing I, I didn't mention before is that you have to protect your brand at all costs and protecting your brand is your image, how you carry yourself and how you speak to people. And those things is big. And so that's what I've been doing. And when I was able to create an actual physical brand because your brand is who you are 100%. honestly it's who you are you just attach a name to who you are and so and people will support that mm-hmm. and so that i mean it feels it feels good to to take to take that leap of faith and you know still i'm still at it yeah because it's, it's a very i ain't gonna lie it's a very competitive uh competitive uh, uh industry industry and so 
You know, it's tough. But if you got that core support system, yo, what's next? When are you coming out with this? When yeah. are you coming out with this? I'm like, okay, I got, I got to get ready. I got to get ready. Hold on. Just give me a little time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's huge. It's, 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 it's a different industry. I mean, there's so much. And the thing is, everyone has that their brand that they're trying to push. But the thing that I love that you said is what I don't think a lot of people understand. Even if you haven't created a logo or haven't made a website or you haven't, you know, started selling merchandise, everyone has a brand. Right. You know, every single person, whether you like it or not, you have a brand. And it has a reputation. It may not have a, a, a Google website or a BBB accreditation, right. but you have a reputation. If you think of people in your life right now, just think of their names. There's, there's memories and there's a consensus that comes to mind. If I started rattling off people you know, innately your mind is going to think, good, bad, great, did I learn? Did, right. it, did they hurt me? Were they negative? Were they cancer? All that stuff processes. And the problem is, if you don't understand if you're walking this earth right now, if you're watching this and you don't understand that you have a brand, you're probably tainting it. Yeah. It's very likely you're tainting it. You know, I brought on a guy recently and he's still learning. He's a young guy, so I don't hold him, you know, uh, accountable for it, although I hold him responsible. You know, and, and we're out working, we're door knocking, and he just he's not conscious that he's wearing his own brand. Mm -hmm. Even though he's wearing our logo, he's wearing his own brand. So some people are not giving him great remarks. And he's responding negatively. Mm. He's like, man, screw you. Right. You're, you're tainting your brand. You're tainting who you are. You're tainting your name. Not only to that person you're speaking to, but every single person who comes around you. Right. Every person who gets the opportunity to, to encounter you. You're leaving a, a name for yourself. And every time you meet someone, you, me, anyone, you meet someone, they're getting an identity to your brand. Right away. They're going, I like that guy. That guy's got something. Or they're going, I don't know about him. Mm -hmm. I don't know about him. Uh, and that then, that then comes into consideration when opportunities arrive. Yep. You know, and, that's a, and I'm a firm believer of that, and I'm sure you've had great attestments to it. If you leave a great impact on people, you, you've shown a great brand of yourself, something comes up and they go, you know what, I got a guy. I'm going to make a quick call. I think I, got, I think I got the perfect person for this opportunity. All right. And all of a sudden, a, a seed you planted a year ago, six months ago, two years ago, you're talking about people who are supporting your current physical brand from back when you were playing ball in Baylor. Right. And some of these people were probably early in your college you know, life. And they're like, I remember that guy, right. and, I, and, I, and he had something. I like him. I want to support him. I'm going to buy his stuff. And, and I'll tell you know, everyone, I remember – when you first rolled it out and you were selling merch, it wasn't just that they were buying. I remember some of the things that they were posting. Mm -hmm. They were like, man, I can't wait to wear this, man. My brother's got this. And they were, I mean, it was real. It wasn't yeah. just, oh, yeah, here, let me buy a hoodie. Right, right, you know, right, right, I know right. a lot of people like that. They're just like, yeah, whatever, give me whatever, just, to, just so they can look like they're helping. These people were like, man, I'm, I'm about it. They were out wearing it in public, posting it. They were out, you know, doing Instagram reels. I mean, right, they were, right, they were right, on right, it, right, man. right. And a lot of people don't experience that, man. I know plenty of people who've rolled out, you know, merchandise, and they don't get much love. And mm -hmm. to be honest, they fade off and they pretend like they never did it. Right. You know, you got fast traction, fast. Tra and secondly, I just want to say this real quick: your stuff is awesome. And it's not like you. it's not like you. you know. I got a buddy who rolled out a brand and he started making merchandise, and you know, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know about all that, man. I would, <laughs> you know, I like you, but I wouldn't rock that. Right. Your stuff is nice. Yeah. Your stuff is, is, is big time. And you had that level of support that that's got to feel, it's got to feel motivating that you're on the right path. Huh? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It, it just gives me more drive to be more, 
be consistent, you know, and not give up. Because you have everything is a high and low. You got to have a balance. So you can't get too high. You can't get too low. And it's like at that point, I was on a real, real high. It was like, okay, the, my, one, my, my number one product was the, um, the white puffer jackets. Yeah. And, oh, my God, it's calling me. I'm like, bro, they're sold out. I already sold 30 of them. <laughs> they're sold out. Like, I, I got to wait till they get some more in. My, yeah. my, my uh, supplier, I got to wait till they get some more in. And so um, it, was, it was to the point where it was like, okay, just wait, just wait. And I remember when, actually when I went to Germany to play uh, for a little bit, um, a, a lot of people wanted some. I actually gave, I refunded their money. I could I could have easily took off with their money. Yeah. And, but I refunded. I refunded like thirteen to fourteen hundred dollars back to to clients because I, I was in another country. Yeah. I couldn't. And that's one thing where I'm learning now that you you need a team. You need a team if you want to do something. Mm-hmm. And so I started it. I started you know with my girl with my logo, and I actually had someone help me with my website that I met, and you know that was forming my team, but. It really wasn't, but now I really know that to succeed with this, you really need to. You need, need a team. unit. You, you need, need a unit. unit, and that's that's what I'm doing right now, and so I can get everything out faster. Because I was literally doing, I was doing all the packages and all the sending. I was doing that by myself. Yeah, like literally by myself. I was at UPS every day. I had a UPS. Uh, I had a UPS uh, guy that was helping me, and I was sending them out every day. And now you're realizing you need a unit. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll admit, man, I learned that the hard way, truthfully. You know, I think, I think when you come up through adversity, I'm not going to say bad circumstances. I'm not going to say it was bad. Just adversity. Right. If you come up through adversity, there's, there's this, this survival mode that switches. Yeah. And it goes into, I've got to make it. Right. And I don't know if you're going to help me or hurt me, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to block you out because I've got to make it. And I'm not saying it's the right way to do things, but it happens. Right. And it surely happened to me. And it wasn't until, similar maybe to you, it wasn't until you arrive at a specific point of success where you go, oh, this isn't going to work anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not that, listen, that solo dolo, I'm going to make it all happen alone, it works. It gets you out of that hole. But there's a plateau. Right. And that plateau for most people in life is high enough to accept it. Plenty of people get to that plateau, and they look around and they go, "Oh, I'm cool here. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and make a camp right here, and I'm gonna stay here." I think for you and for me, it was like, "How do I get above this? Right. I don't want to stay here. You know, not that this isn't pretty, but I want to go higher." Mm-hmm. And I think there was a realization of, "Okay, I'm not gonna be able to continue at this level and then prosper to to a higher level alone. I have to develop a unit and a team." and not a lot of people realize that until it's too late or until it, until it genuinely affects them. Right. And I can attest, I didn't learn that lesson until I hit that ceiling and I was like, oh, I can't go any higher. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm, I'm spread too thin. I'm doing too much. I need help. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a, like a foresight. It was like, I'm here now. I need help now. Yeah. You know, I need help. I can't do this anymore. So I learned that lesson the hard way. And, and a lot of people, unfortunately, will have to learn that lesson the hard way unless they seek enough knowledge to where people can tell them that. But it happens quick. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. You get overwhelming. It, it, and the problem with most alpha males, most driven, competitive people, we have a really tough time admitting when we're overwhelmed. Yeah. It's hard to do that. Yeah. Because it, like it, like it feels like you're saying you're not good enough. Right. And it, it isn't until you can adapt a level of humility where you can actually say the words, I'm not good enough. 
No one's perfect. No, you can't do everything right. Yeah. Like, and I had to realize that, you know, um, I, re- I actually realized that my, um, I think it was my, my senior year, I realized that, you know, because you can't be right at everything. Like, you know, like, you, you, you can do your best. I read mm-hmm. a book uh, called Four Agreements uh, by Don Miguel. And the last, the last uh, chapter was always do your best. And that's when I learned, like, okay, if I do my best, I can't judge myself. Like, I can't judge myself when you do your best. Because it's like you laid it all out on the line. And mm-hmm. so, you know, with the, uh, going back to the brand, it's like I did everything I could do. I don't know what else to do. So I got to go. I got needed more help. You need help. <laughs> you yeah. need help, you know? Yeah. So. But most people just, it's, it, they struggle. And, I, and, I, and I'm saying this from personal experience. They struggle. We struggle to have to accept that. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not. And, and again, once you have accepted and processed that, once you've gotten past it, which you and I both are, well, then you look back in hindsight and you're like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Like, you, it's, it's okay. It's okay to need help. But when you're in that, Oh, it's not easy to accept. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's like no, nah, I got this. I got this. I got. Yeah, this. I can do it. I got. I can do it. I can do it. Right. And you got people like, hey, are you good? You need help? And you're like, no, 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 no I got this. Right. Because you don't want to have to process that. But the thing is, once you do, it's like, why was I? Why was I doing that? Right. Why, right. <laughs> you, you have this real big sigh of relief, and you're like, why was I trying to do that by myself? Like these people want to help me, right. and it's okay to get help. But when you're in that, it doesn't feel like that. Right. It feels like. You need to figure it out. And I, and I do believe a lot of your upbringing through adversity, through struggle, through coming out of things, you know, people who've had great, easygoing lives, everything was very simple. That lesson was probably taught at an early age. Mm-hmm. For some of us who had to climb and they had to scratch and claw and they had to figure it out. Well, part of figuring it out is going, I've got to figure it out. I have to rely on me. And as circumstantially good or bad as it may be it's just the reality you, yeah. there are a lot of things that yeah. you probably had to go through that no one was there for you no one helped you you know you you already shared a little bit of light that there are things that you didn't even tell your dad you didn't even tell your pops yeah yeah you know yeah. and that that situation you know i've learned the lesson it's, god has shown me the lesson that's pride it was all pride. When I look back at those times where I was reluctant to ask for help, you know, I remember there was a time in my life when I was younger where I had a couple jobs. I was trying to make ends meet, and I didn't have a car, and I was walking to and from work. And people used to say, hey, Kev, I can give you a ride. And I'd be like, no, it's all good. It's all good. You know, I like walking. Man, I do not like walking. <laughs> I don't like walking to work. But it was like I wanted you to know or I wanted you to think I have this handled. Right, right, right. When in the cold reality, I didn't. Right. You know, looking back as a much more mature and much more, you know, uh, godly man, please, I would really appreciate that ride. It would mean right. the world to me. Thank you so much. But yeah. at the time, it's like, I got this. No, no, no. Like, I love walking. You know, it gives me time to think. You, you, you yeah, make up right, whatever right, you right, can right. to make it make sense. Um, and those are lessons that I'm, I, I, I learned the hard way. I learned through trial and error. I learned through God, you know, showing me these things, right. him, him, him molding me to be who he wanted me to become. Um, and we all learn them in different ways. We all learn them in different facets. Um, and it just seems like, you know, commonly to me, we learn that because we reached the level where it was like, this isn't going to work anymore. Right. You know, so what I want to talk about, you know, from that, you've obviously established your brand, you've built it, you've got, you know, you've got your logo, you've got people that are supporting you, you've got people that 
believe in you. Talk to me about where the origin of the, the day trading began. Talk to me about how that became a part of your life, where you learned that, and then now you obviously are a coach um, in that. You, you have classes, you have, you have mentor or mentees that you talk to. You know, where did that begin? How did you get into that realm? So it was the same thing. I was at that same hotel. I was at that same hotel in my one of my best friends named Raj, Raj Raja Preciado, um, um, he introduced me to Forex. And so, uh, you know, I, I he introduced me to it more because I knew about it. I knew about it in my senior year. I knew about it a year after. But, you know, I actually really thought it was a scam. You know how everybody say, I thought it was a scam. 100%. I thought it was a scam. And so I'm like, okay. I, I, I still, I'm still, I'm rarely learning because I still think it's a scam. No, so you about to teach trust me. Trust me, trust me. And so... I was like, this was what? So it's this three years now that I've been just serious, serious about it. And mm -hmm. so this was back in 2019. And, um, you know, he was like, yo, you got to do this. You know, um, it's not a scam. Sign up for this. So hold on. At that time, is this a guy that you know and trust or is this a new guy in your life? This is, no, this is my guy. Like, this is my. So when he's bringing this in, up to you, you, you guys are oh, already. Trust we are. We, we, we eye to eye. Okay. He's not going to leave me no BS. Like, okay. None. Okay. And so he was like, have you heard about trading? I was like, yeah, man. But, you know, that's the scam. Uh, he like, no, it's not. Look. And so he showed me that he made money. And I was like, no way. He was like, do this, do this. And um, I downloaded all the apps, the MetaTrader 4 app. And he was like, um, do uh, US 30, uh, Dow Jones. And so I'm like, um, you know, that's a big pair. But, you know, I. At the time, I, I think I put in like two hundred dollars, and you're gonna only open one position with, with, with that spread, and so I did it, and I made I made a hundred dollars in like, like, like twenty seconds. Okay, hang on, time out, because a lot of what you just said is gonna go over a lot of people's head, and these people want to learn from you. These people want to learn yeah. from you because you're doing this. So, you go to the guy. This is a guy that you know and you trust. So mm -hmm. when he tells you do this, you're not doing it because you believe in what he's saying. You're doing it because you believe in him. Yeah. Okay. So he tells you to download these apps. These are apps that he he's already using, right? Yes. How many apps are we talking? Four, five, six apps? One no, app, two just, apps? Just a uh, MetaTrader app. You got to have a broker's account, and then um, the app is MetaTrader. Okay. It's a trading platform. So Okay. So it's a platform. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he has you download this app, On and then- phone. And you're, and you're on your phone, and you're in front of him at this time, right? Yeah, yeah. You we, we're are, in a hotel. We, he, he explaining everything to me. Okay. So y'all are chilling. He's talking, and he goes, download this app. And then he tells you, put your money on this one this one trade, right? Right. And then you put 200 and then you make? I made $100. Right there. Right there. And then that's when you're like, oh, this is legit. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going I'm to make it. In that money. very moment, you're like, I'm on. Yes. yes. Okay. I, that, that next day. I probably didn't go to sleep for because I worked at that time. I was I think I was working at Amazon. Um, I like I think I took like two days off just to just to trade. And I was like, "Yo, I gotta do this." And I stayed up. I stayed up. I was losing. I was losing a uh, you know five dollars here, ten dollars there. But I was also making money. And I'm like, "Yo, if I figure this out, if I figure this market out." This could change my life, like really. Yeah. Because I thought it was a scam, but you really can make money. And then I started researching, like, okay, what exactly is Forex? Forex, foreign exchange. Mm -hmm. Different currencies around the world. That's what you're trading. And so the only thing you have to do is pay attention. Really, fundamental trading is paying attention to the news. And technical trading is uh, supply and demand or support and resistance or following the trend. You know, okay. marking up charts. That's technical trading. And so... um. 
I was paying attention. I started to paying attention to the news and and wonder, like you know, you see all the numbers and all the lines, and people get scared of that. I used to be scared of that. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what is this? And then when he told me about forex, I'm like, oh, so those are the numbers I see in the airport. Those are the numbers I see on the bottom of the screen. I had no clue. It was foreign. It was foreign. It was foreign. Like when I was when I when I when I peeked at it before, I still didn't know. I just knew that these guys were trying to get me to sign up for a company and try to make some money. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't know any anything. And so when I got serious about it, I was like, yo, I see why. I see why it's everywhere. Cause this is how you make money in your sleep. This yeah. is how you make money. Yeah. It ain't just stocks. It's it's foreign exchange. You can trade the Japanese dollar. You can trade the the peso. You can trade Great Bend Crown. You can trade Canada uh Canada. You can do any any currency that's on this planet you can make money from it okay so let's say i'm someone and let's just be candid let's say i'm someone and i'm watching this and you're telling us about this but i don't know jack about it right and let's just let's again let's call a spade a spade let's say i'm one of those people who's like i don't know anything about this and i don't believe it because because i'll be candid right i i remember i remember when i first started to hear about forex and i was you know again I'm a stubborn guy. Mm-hmm. I'm very stubborn. I'm not going to lie about it. When I learn something, I learn it, and then I'm good at it. But if mm-hmm. I don't know it, I don't touch it. Right. I don't touch it because there's so much I do know that I'm like, I'd rather just be over here where I'm comfortable. Right. So I remember people were telling me about it, and they were like, what do you think, Kev? And I'm like, man, this is a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. Yeah. I used to say that all the time. I used to be like, man, I remember when crypto was first a big deal, and I was like, this is a scam. <laughs> It's a scam, bro, man. They're just trying to steal your money, man. Yeah. You're going to give your money to some dude. He can call you back in two months and tell you he lost your money, and then he's going to go buy a Porsche. <laughs> I used to think that. I, I was that dude, right? I watched Wolf of Wall Street. Come on now. Right, 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 But then I started to see people making money, and now you're kind of like, how do you make that money? Right. You're kind of like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, slow down. Somebody's making some money. Right. So... Let's say I'm somebody I'm watching this, and I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm skeptical. I need a I need a general synopsis of what is happening. We'll get into the details shortly, but just give me a general synopsis on how I can take my money. Let's say I got a thousand dollars of expendable money. Okay. Let's say I got paid again for those of you guys who 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 value your dollar. I get that. I understand it. Let's say you make a two thousand dollar paycheck. Your bills amount to six hundred bucks. Uh, so now you got fourteen hundred dollars in overage of your bills. You take four hundred dollars. You tuck it away for a rainy day. You utilize that for for making you know for for survival. Use that for food. Use it for gas until your next payday. Right. Let's say you got a thousand dollars of expendable money. Give me some. Give me a synopsis on what I can do with my thousand dollars to try and make some money. Okay. First, first thing. If you're new, you wouldn't put a thousand dollars in that at all. It's too much. It's too much. You're gonna lose regardless. You're gonna lose with okay. that. You're gonna lose that thousand dollars within that first week. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna lose that. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. So with pairs with the with the Japanese yen with the um with the UJ uh like I said um USD JPY. You got the you got indices. You got commodities. That's gold indices. is US thirty Wall Street. You got a uh, you got a uh, Nas one hundred. All of those spreads are hot, uh, are really hot. Okay. And so if you log onto the app, you in all of these currencies, there's a spread. And so the the, the higher the spread, this my this is what I teach my students. The higher the spread, the higher the bread. The lower the spread, the I lower like the that. bread. The higher the spread, the higher the bread. So what that means is, the higher the spread, the 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 risk 
of you making money fastest, it's like this snap of the finger. Mm -hmm. But the lower the spread, you can actually hold and the market won't move as fast. So if the, if the spread is under 25, you can let $200 sit with Japanese yen because the spread of Japanese, uh, uh, Japanese yen is, it don't go above 10. Okay. So that means if you pay attention to Japan news and their market and what they're doing, and, and you go to the, to the technical side and you go to like, there's time frames. You got that one minute time frame, five minute, 10 minute, uh, you got 15 minute, 30 minute time frame. They chart, uh, you got the hour, hour chart. And so if you go to, let's say, the, the one hour chart and you mark up and you find the supply and demand zones with $200 of on, the day, the time zones, the time the zone. No, 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 no. The time zone of the chart of the hour. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so you go onto your chart and you type in H1, um, push the H1 button. And if you can locate uh, a supply and demand zone, you literally, I'm sorry, it's not that hard. Everybody know what the word common means. And so, if you see the market, say the market is right here. Okay. If you see it go up here, come back here, go down here, come back here, go down here, come back here. This is the demand zone. Yeah. You get what I'm This yeah. is the demand zone. That's the average. That's yeah, that's the average. That's the average. And so turn trading term is the demand zone. Okay. And so and so if you know you can find that demand zone, once it hit down there and it's coming back up. You only got to, you can go to that zone right now, enter your trade right there, and just let it sit. You just got to be patient and trust it. Okay. It's going to come back to that demand so, zone. So, so to, to, to summarize that in simple terms, if you looked at a chart mm -hmm. and you're able to just, just, just study it for a quick moment. That's, what I, that's how I started. You see that it's fluctuating, which mm -hmm. all charts fluctuate. Right. All charts fluctuate. I've got money in Bitcoin. That thing's been bouncing around this last six months. It used to be the most stable coin in the world. It's bouncing around. Right. I got money in Ethereum. You know, all these freaking dudes keep telling me it's going to bounce. The crypto guy's going to be on a couple episodes, and I'm going to grill him. Yeah. But it, it, every chart bounces. Mm -hmm. So you're basically saying you find... What common people would say the average, but you're calling it the mid zone. The the demand zone. Man. Demand. Supply and demand. Oh, demand so, zone. Yeah. Demand. So the demand zone is essentially the average line of that chart. Yeah. And you say, just just find it when it's below and buy, and then just wait for it to go up. Yeah. And the one point that I didn't mention about Forex, that's why I like Forex, because you got Bribehood, you got Webull, you got all these different platforms, but you only can buy with Forex. You know how people say buy, uh, buy the dip? When it dips, that's when they buy. But on Forex, you can go and buy the actual dip when it's going down to make money as well on the sale. And a lot of platforms, you can't do that. Yeah. And so that's why um, I, I, that, that's what made me also get, you know, in, get important with uh, get, get serious about Forex. So I'll be honest, until this episode, until us sitting down, I didn't know Forex stood for foreign exchange. All you guys can say I'm stupid, but I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know what that stood for. It's the biggest uh, market in the world. It makes 5 to $7 trillion a day. Well, now the, I know. The biggest hedge fund companies trade Forex. They don't trade stocks. They don't trade any of that. They trade Forex 24-5, 24, 24 hours, five days a week. Those are the market days. So, so let me ask you this. How long from infancy of understanding this – did it t how long did it take to really learn this enough to make some money? Um, and again, I understand the concept. I'm still of, learning. 
I'm still learning. Well, we always are, right? To 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 make to make money, I would say, mm, it took me about a to to gain steady prof, profits to my percent, my percent, my winning percentage to to about sixty percent, sixty five percent. It took me about a year, year and a half to actually like teach myself to be disciplined and not be greedy. If I make a hundred dollars in ten minutes. And this person over here don't make a hundred dollars an hour, and they work for eight hours. Why wouldn't I take my hundred dollars? Yeah. And I made it in ten minutes. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so once I, once I was able to grasp that, grasp that, mm-hmm. that's when I started make, making really good money. So. So so it obviously took some time. So I assume in the interim of that, you you took some losses, huh? Yeah, I took that first year. I was taking, I was taking losses. Like I was, I was broke. I I was broke. Thank God that um. My coach gave me a job at West Mesquite High School because if I didn't have that job while I was trading, I would have been broke because I, I had another paycheck coming in. Yeah, so I was yeah. taking a risk. Yeah, so you're still learning the game. You're taking some losses. So that's why you said you, if you were new to the game, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put a 1000 on it. No, not at all because you're going to lose it. You don't know anything about trading. You don't know anything. And so, and so going in there is like you get the basics. You get, you know, these, these – these, Different groups tell you to, you know, join their this and that, and you know they really don't teach you, and but they teach you how to they teach you how to take a trade, open open up a trade, and close a trade, but don't really teach you what to look at when you're trading. And yeah. so, if you do that, you're going to lose. You always got to have somebody. You got to find that right mentor that a that a really help you make money so that's the one thing i a hundred percent know about the industry is there a million bajillion trillion of these 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 organizations that are designed similar to pyramid schemes right and they're like you know get under me give me whatever and then we're going to teach you the game and then what i've uh, been able to ascertain from from the industry is that they don't really teach you anything other than how to they don't teach you what to do, what to look for, how to move. They just literally teach you the technical aspect of buying and getting out. Right. But but there's no there's no there's nothing in between those two right. pieces of bread. Right. So so many people are just they're stuck. They're like, well, what do I do? What do I do? You know, where do I put my money? And that's that's the big that's the big gap in the marketplace that yeah. people are. Just, and, and I believe in my mind that's what tainted the industry for everyone to think it was shady. Yeah. From all those bad guys. And here's the cold reality of business. I don't care what business you look at. I don't care what industry you look at. They're going to be bad eggs. Yeah. They're going to be a ton of bad eggs. I don't Listen, we all know about car sales. Let's just be candid. There are amazing, incredible car salesmen out there. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of the industry are what you think of when I just said the word car sales. Bad, lazy, you know, very schemey. Add a bunch of crap on that you don't need type of guys. Right. But there are good people in the industry. And and those people are the ones that are going to take care of you and they're going to be honest with you and they're going to be open with you and they're going to help you and give you the knowledge that you need. Right. So I just believe of most of the industries, unfortunately, with the with the up climb, you know, anytime something is new and it and it breaks out fast, everyone and their grandma gets in and pretends that they're industry experts right and they start making money not by actually the money we can make together but the money of you should just pay me so i can pretend i'm teaching you and that's one of the reasons why i respectfully wanted to get you on the show is because i know you you know we've worked together and i have respect for you so when when you tell me listen 
I'm 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 a coach and I teach people. I don't believe you're just out here taking money and saying good luck. You you you're helping them. Right. And I will use my platform and my voice to to put my name on you because I believe that. And I do and I know plenty of guys who do certain levels of coaching and I just don't some of them I just don't trust that if I sent you my brother which I don't have one, but let's say I had a brother. I sent yeah. you my brother. You're not going to just have him pay you for something, and then all of a sudden he calls me and you're like, Kev, I've been here for seven months, and I still don't know Jack. Right. That's, that's, that's bad. And, you know, that's why I never I never once joined a, a platform for that reason. You know, that was I, my next question is when you got into it, you know, you, and that was my question was, did you get into an organization? Did you have a mentor? Obviously, you've given us a little bit of insight towards your buddy who helped you. Yeah. But when you got I into it, how did you learn it? I had a mentor. Her name was Charlene Robinson. Um, I went to school with her. We would, lead, we would literally, like, I asked her. I said, yo, you know about Forex? She was like, yes. I'm in, I'm in a, a platform called, um, what was it? Uh, it was IML. And um, she... She was teaching me. She was like, All right, I want to learn. She was like, well, uh, sign up for this and sign up for that. I was like, I'm not signing up for that. <laughs> but you can teach me, though. Yeah. Like, I'm not signing up for that because well, I, I, I really appreciated her because when you're a teacher, you learn it as well. And so she was teaching me everything that she knew, inviting me to free Zoom calls and everything. And she actually was around good people. She got in a good good group of of, of uh, um of guys and uh, women that actually knew what they were talking about. And so what she would do is when she learned something, she would reteach it to me so she can learn it better. So she could retain it better. Yeah, so she can retain it better. And so I was her her little uh, study dummy for about four months. And then after that, um, you know, I took it away from there. She, I get, We fell out. And, um, you know, I took, I took it in my hands and I said, okay, I know enough to wear I can start doing this. And I started doing it, being very, very profitable. Um, Before I even started classes, before I even started any of it, I was making money. I was traveling. You wanted to get track records. Right, right, right. And I started started making real money. I was like, you know, coming from West Dallas, coming from Mesquite, I'm like, yo, I never saw this much money. So, shoot, I'm... I'm, I went to Miami, like, back-to-back. Back. I went to New York. I went to Arizona, back-to-back. Back. I, I went to you, Vegas. Man. I was like, shoot, I'm here, you know? <laughs> I got I got my brand going, you know? I'm making money now, yeah. you know? So yeah. that 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 that's how I started. And, you know, I look at it right now, and it's like, you know, what, what I could have done different. But it's like I experienced that. Now I know yeah. I can do it again. Yeah. And I'm doing it. So it's like, yeah. and now I'm able to. You know, I, I'm I'm thankful for those ten. My I had core. I've taught I've taught up to 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 um like forty five forty five people at one time simultaneously. Yeah. And, wow. In in a Zoom meeting, but there was there was about ten to fifteen that actually stayed stayed because you know you're not gonna people are not gonna be serious. you get the dabblers. Yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah. Right. And there was a core ten to fifteen. I'm very thankful for them, and they actually still with me today. And it's like they learn every time I learn something new, what I do, I go teach them at the same time. Literally, I just go teach them so I can retain it better as well and make them a more profitable trader. Yeah. You know, one of the things I absolutely appreciate that you said, and it's the heart of why we're on this show and why this podcast exists, is just the 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 ability to say out loud, I'm still learning, you know, People, man, and I, and I don't mean this in a negative connotation, but just in the the, the world that I live in, um, 
I know so many people who are business owners and they're entrepreneurs and they've had a level of success and they've got the nice car that they want or they've got the nice house and they've got and they're married and the envisionment of what they wanted to attain in life has happened. Right. So they naturally go, I have figured it out. And and their 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 swagger, their demeanor is is like that. I know so many people and I'm just like, dude, you you don't have all the answers. But they 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 move like they have all the answers. Right. And I love, I absolutely am in love when I see people who are like, I'm still figuring this out, man. I'm still learning this. I'm, I am open. Not only am I open about it, I've named the entire show that I'm still learning, man. Right. I'm still learning. I don't, I'm, I'm candid about it. I don't know jack about Forex. I've put some time into the crypto game. I put some time into the stock game. I've learned these things. I've learned how to chart. I've learned how to read these things. But this is not my profession. Right. I don't do this every day. I don't do this on a daily basis. Right. I don't. I haven't put in these effort hours. I haven't been on Zoom calls regarding these things. Right. I don't know nearly what you know in your mind. So, let's say I was. Let's say I was someone who who was not in the position I wanted to be in life. I had a job, and I know this isn't my end game. And I'm just looking for that next step. Mm-hmm. What do I need to begin? How much money? Like you're saying, a thousand was too much because you, you, you're going to lose it. Right. And I respect that. I appreciate that because most people who have malice intentions, they're going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's enough. Give me yeah. that. You know. So I respect you being candid. And I think a lot of people are going to learn from this. Let's say I wanted to learn this game. And, and listen, I want to first acknowledge to everyone. I have friend again. Even in the interim of me thinking this was a scam. I have friends who hit me up and they're like, Kev, dude, I've made so much money off Forex and it's changed my life. I have a friend, um, her name is Jordan from Houston, and she's like, this, this has changed my life. Like, my whole life has changed. And, I, and I'll be honest, I responded, I was like, that's a scam. <laughs> but she's like, it's changed my life. So I, I don't, it's just my ignorance. And I'll be candid about that. It's my ignorance. Let's say I wanted to get into this. How much money do I need? How much time do I need? You know, there are a lot of conceptions that I don't know if they're true or not. Okay. People tell me, you got to be up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Are these real? Is this true? Depends on what time drink, time, time, uh, frame you wanna, uh, time zone you want to trade in. So you got the Asian market? Give me, give me my whole starter list. How much money do I need? How much time do I have to allocate? How much, how much am I going to have to expect that it's going to take for me to learn this? What time do I got to be up? Okay. What time do I got to go to sleep? So I'll Just give me a starter I, list. I, I break it down to how I run my course. And so... What I do is I, I, I start them with open up demos account. That's the first thing I do. Okay. And why I do that? Because I did it. I opened up a demo account. Um, well, no, the first time I actually opened up a real account because I want to make money. What is a demo account? Demo account is basically the the broker gives you fake money. Again, it gives you money, and the market uh, the market prices are still the same. So and it's almost as if it was real. But the wins are not real and the losses are not real. They're not. You want you can't you can't withdraw the money. So if somebody called you tomorrow and said, "B, I want to I want to open a demo account," they could literally give it a shot for no risk. Yeah. But if they win, they don't get to make the money. No. But they could literally go, "I want to give it a shot. I want to try and learn it," and they could open a demo account and just see see how it goes. What? what okay. Put it like this: What do you do if you want to get better at football? You practice. So what is a demo account? Eh, but but hang on, I'm with you. I agree with you. I think it's an awesome thing. But how many industries really have that? How many how many things in the world do you really get the opportunity to give it a shot? Because here's the honest truth: if I wanted to get good at football and you and I went to the football field and started practicing, that ain't that ain't fake, man. I'm tired. I'm sore. That's no, real. I, I get that. I get that. But the 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 more story what I'm trying to get at is 
the more you do something, the you're going to get better at it. Get I get that, but that's in, I didn't know that that was even possible. That's incredible. Yeah. To to understand that I could get into this with no risk. Obviously, you got to understand you're signing up for no reward, right. but no risk just to see if it's real or not. I'm getting a trial. I'm getting yeah. a free trial. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting yeah. a guest pass. So so what I do is that when they when they prove to me that they can flip demos accounts because it's all mine. You got to see yourself lose it. So there's like there's about seven rules that I that I um, that I live by as far as trading in. You know, one of those is um, know how know how to be a loser. Okay. And so if you know how to be a loser. You, you're disciplined. You're like, okay, today my 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 drawdown is only fifteen percent of my account. So if you put in what if you put in a thousand dollars, what's that two hundred fifty dollars? Hmm. And so that's that's going to be my limit. If I lose two hundred fifty dollars today. I'm done trading for the day. So you, you're asking all of your students to have that number yes, in their head. Yes, what are you yes. willing to take a loss on? Yes. And so that's how, that's how you start. Because you're going to lose regardless when you start. Mm-hmm. And so you practice that. You're losing because of what? Lack of experience? Lack, lack of, of knowledge? Experience. Lack of experience. And so simply by that, you're going to over leverage. you got lot sizes. you got to know the whole terminology. But I, I put them out there in the water at first just to see how quick they can. So, so how much success in a demo do I need to have for you as my mentor to feel comfortable that I can now put some money into this? You have to flip. So it's tough. It's tough because they don't – I didn't release my uh, my first two students to about three months because they didn't – they wasn't flipping the demo accounts like I wanted them okay. to. And so they started off with a $500 demo account, a $200 demo account, um, two 500s, 1000 um, and I think one, one, uh, no, one or two one hundred dollars demos account. And if you can flip one hundred dollars to two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you're catching on really good. So now you're comfortable with it. Yeah, you, if and you can flip that three times, one hundred dollars just to two hundred dollars, or one hundred dollars to five hundred dollars, you can trade. And you're doing this. You've got these rules and parameters and how you're operating to protect them. Yes, yes. It's yes, all yes. to protect them yes. and to protect their money. Yes, yes. So I won't, I won't throw them out there in the field and say, hey, put your money in. You ready for a live account? No, you got to prove to me that you can really trade. And, and we live trade on our Zooms together. We'll wake up. Like, like I said, um, there's different times when I want to get back to that. There's the Asian market. There's the London market. And then there's the New York market. Okay. And so the, uh, the Asian is from, from about 7 p.m. to about – to about four four a.m. and then three a.m. the London market to about ten a.m. and then you got the nine to five to, for the U.S. market and okay. so me I used to you know get up with them sometimes at three and or we'll trade um, in the Asian market because the Asian market is slower you can hold your trades but um, I, I'll send a signal out every now and again during the um, during the U.S. market because you know that's obviously I like to trade indices, and I teach them how to trade indices. So that's NAS 100, NASDAQ and uh, Dow Jones and um, those are U.S. 30. Those are um, the, the, the stocks that I like. To, I mean, the, um, um, the pairs that I like to trade. And so with that being said, I will send a signal out for them. But that's only on their $5,000 uh, demo account because, like I said earlier, higher the spread, higher the bread, lower the yeah. spread, lower the bread. And so – with that being said, I saw my clients flip a thousand dollar account to two thousand using those indices because their spread was higher. higher. But I want to see if they can flip a low account, 
before yeah. they can even move on to, you know, getting in the live trade. So let's say I get into spreads. it and I'm with you and I'm working with you and you and and I'm doing these demos and, and you're like, this is what I want to see from you. Mm-hmm. And I do these things. How do I know when I'm ready? And do I know? Or are you going to tell me? I mean, yeah. are you going to advise me? Yeah. Or, or am I going to be able to be like, oh, I got this, V? When you're okay, when when you're disciplined and 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 your your profit is way l- more than your drawdown. Drawdown is your losses. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's if you make way more money than you lose, you you're a profitable trader. You know what I'm saying? You're a profitable trader. And then man. you're gonna be like, Kev, you're ready. Yeah, you're ready. You're, you're ready. ready. So let's go. Millions. Now I'm gonna teach you how to open. I don't even teach them how to open up a live account until the third month. It's a different process. Yeah, it's a di- I don't even teach you. So if you're new, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So you can tell them, hey, this is what you go to to open up a demo account. Because it'll say demo on your broker, whatever broker you use. Um, and so with that being said, there's three three to five different options to open up a live account. But you don't know which one to to, to open up. Because so you're intentionally you're not new. even teaching them how to do it. Because no. you don't even want them to burn themselves. No. And there no. are people who would burn yes. themselves. They, they, would, they would open a, a, a live account without telling you just to be able to come back and go, oh, I did it. But then they lose their money. And then it's back. Yeah. It's like no, I'm not gonna put y'all in the water like that. But you're doing, doing you're doing all that because you you genuinely care. Yeah, you genuinely yeah, give yeah, a crap yeah, for yeah. for lack of better words. Right, right. Okay, so with that being said, right, let's say because I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying about the different types of, of foreign exchanges and the time zones of when they operate. Because let's be honest, when you talk about foreign exchange, you need the stock market or the market of that to be open, right? right? And we're in, a, you know, in the U.S., we we're work off U.S. time. We work off the New York stock market, and that's typically how it works. But when you're talking about dealing with, as you're speaking, the Asian market right. or these other foreign markets, you're playing their time game. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I have a job? Right. What if I have a full-time job? What if, just for, for a hypothetical scenario, what if I work at AT&T? And mm-hmm. AT&T has me working from 10 to 7. I work an eight-hour shift with a one-hour lunch break. Yeah. Is it possible? Can I still do it? Yeah, it's very possible. You just have to learn how to trade. You got to learn the Japanese market, the different pairs, GBP, JPY. You got to just, all you have to do is pay attention to the news, honestly. Pay attention to the news, Bloomberg, what's going on on that side in that economic system. And so if you can find out what's going on as far as import and export, because import and exports really control the market, like mm-hmm. who the consumers and who's bringing in. And so with that being said, it's like if you know that a certain market is exporting on X number of goods and they say we're going to wait. For example, if China is giving America, America say we want uh, we want five five hundred thousand cars this month. Well, and they only give you. Two two hundred thousand cars this month, mm-hmm. but where's the rest of the three? You get what I'm saying. And yeah. so, the mar- the U.S. dollar is going to drop. Why? Because they didn't meet their the w- need. Then they didn't meet it. So if you go into the market and you pay attention to the news, and they didn't meet where they were supposed to go, then that means that that currency pair, that Pacific currency pair, is going to go down regardless. And so, but but the thing is, the concept of what you must study in order to understand the market and, mm-hmm. and understand the trends, those are things that are not 
easy to ascertain if I'm not in the industry. It, it, it's not. How how do I how do I even know what to look at? Are you gonna? You you, you literally have to find that right person that'll tell that you. That's gonna teach you. That's gonna teach you. You, that you really gotta find that. Or, so, or you can watch you can watch YouTube videos. I watch YouTube videos all the time, um, but. You really have to have that one person that who's going to even teach you what to look at. They're going to teach you what to because otherwise at. you're just you're just looking around and you don't. You're know looking what to around. Do. You, literally, if you don't understand how the economic system works, you really you really you, you're really taking an L. You know, you, yeah. if you really don't. You're throwing money blind and right. Like if you don't understand fundamental trading, like it goes hand in hand. Technical trading, it goes it goes hand in hand because you can, yeah, you can you can find the supply and demand zone, but if if Elon Musk go in and say, hey, um, I'm doing this, and it's a positive thing for the economy, mm-hmm. you think it's going to stay at that demand of supplies? I don't know. It's going to break both of them yeah. and go up. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you just got to pay attention. To so you got to be in tune with what's yeah, going on. Yeah, you just got to be in tune. So, so you in particular. Phone, yeah, you in particular. Because to me, it sounds like you have to you have to have accessible knowledge to current happenings. Mm-hmm. What are what are you know again? And obviously, getting into the industry, there's a lot of unknown that you're going to have. And what I'm really gathering, and I'm speaking this humbly as a student, you need to know someone who's going to help you. Yeah, this yeah. ain't something you could just figure out by yourself. because nah, you, you even said it yourself. It, it took you a year to figure it out by yourself. Yeah, I, I tr- it took me a, a year to. To get better at it, I ain't figure it out now. I ain't figure it out, but the the core basics of of trading it took me a year to. And learn. you also had someone who was learning and teaching you simultaneously. Right, so trying right. to just wing it, because because here's the thing that I've noticed: a lot of the skeptical people who talk crazy, I ask them when they start talking crazy, because I'm, I'm, I'm I've said it before and I'll say it now. I'll be like it's a scam, but when they start talking crazy, I'm like, who are you working with? And they're like, I ain't working with nobody. That's probably why they're struggling, right? Yes. And and that is is different, right? Because we talk about all these markets. We talk about the stock market. We talk about the crypto market. We talk about the foreign exchange market, which I'm now figuring out is Forex. I, right. I always knew about the foreign exchange. I know that was it's, a Forex. Forex. <laughs> so we talk about these things, but there are certain ones where you don't have to have much knowledge. Like I got into crypto early on after I realized it wasn't a scam. After, the cold reality, and I'll be honest, when I saw other boys making money, I was like, okay, I'm about to make some money too. Right, right, so right. I got into it. But there ain't much to learn. You know, you're, you're, you're buying and you're just hoping, in my opinion. I, but the thing is, I'm not playing the quick trade. I know a lot of guys that play trick, quick trade. My mentor talks to me all the time about trying to play quick trade. He'll buy something at a low point, sell it a few days later. I'm not doing all that. I'm not doing it. I'm just buying something that I have full certainty a year from now is going to have higher worth. And that's what I personally do. I'm not saying that's the way you should do it, but I have expendable income that I could literally let sit for a long time. Right. You know, true story. I'm just giving honest advice. I'm not a financial advisor. It's not what I do for a living. You guys all know this. But I put like $35,000 on um, Crow. Okay. CRO. It's the crypto.com coin. And I did that when it was at about 27 cents. Right, y'all know, and and it was right before the Staples in. Center turned into Crypto.com Arena. You know, I've got it on my board, my live board, but I know for a fact it's well over that. Yeah. But I'm holding and holding and holding, and I really don't care. I don't care if it takes it ten years, twenty years, ten years. I don't care until that boy hits about five dollars. I'm just holding on. Yeah. But I'm blessed enough to know that that thirty grand it doesn't exist in my mind. It's mm-hmm. gone. I have. You know, one of the best advice that I got when I started getting into trading, regardless of your level of trading, and maybe you can attest to this with day trading, 
the money that you put into it, you have to be willing for it to disappear. Right. You you can't you can't go. I'm gonna put my uh, next month rent on this and hopefully make a return. Uh-huh. The money that you put in the game, whether it's the crypto game, the stock game, the the, the, the day trading game, I don't care what you put it in. You can put it in the real estate game. You have to be really comfortable with the understanding. I'm not saying it will happen, but be comfortable with the idea that that money will never come back to you ever again. It's, it's a, you got to condition your mind. You gotta, and that's what I teach my, my students. Like, you got to condition your mind with the losses. Like, you got to – if you if you, if you trading with a $1,000 account and they go down to negative um, $100 – You can go negative? Yeah, so <laughs> – so Wait, hold up. Listen, if you put your money in crypto or stocks and it goes to zero, zero, you're done. You can go negative. You can. You gotta set. You gotta set a stop loss. You gotta have a risk and reward, like you said. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me make sure I got this right. If it goes negative, I gotta give them more money. No, you don't have to give them nothing. I'm just zeroed out. No, you're not zeroed out. It's just floating. It's floating currency. And so, if the market goes, so so say you put in at a price of, say you're you're. So Nas 100, that's an industry that I love to trade. And so Nas 100 is about, I can look at it right now. Um, let's see. Nas 100 is at 15.54. And so right now, if you put it at 15.54 and it goes down to 15.34, mm-hmm. you're going to be negative. But Loss, yeah. You, 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 you didn't lose it. It's just negative, floating money. Yeah. It's just negative. Yeah. And so if you look at your supply and demand zone or support and resistance or however you want to trade, which I actually have a sophomore to tell a software to tell you when to buy and sell. Like okay. so it makes it really easy for my students as well. But you still have to know how to trade. Yeah. And so with that being said, it's like you can still have floating money, but if you know it's gonna go up to to your take profit level or that supply zone or the support level. You just hold it. Be patient. Be patient. And just hang on. It's the same thing. So one of the one of the def, the best advices and definite understandings that I got when I got into you know trading was understanding that you have not taken a loss until you sell. If I buy something, let's just use let's use easy terminology for understanding. If I buy something at ten dollars uh-huh. and it drops to eight dollars, I've not taken a loss. I only lose when I get out. Yeah. Because for all I know, if I hang tight, it may go to 11 and right, I didn't lose. Right. So when Same you thing. see it go below what you got in at, you didn't technically lose. It's just lose. below what you right, bought in right, at. Right. You don't lose until you pull. So the difference between these platforms like Robinhood or, or let's say, uh, uh, what else, or Crypto.com, you, the difference between these platforms and Forex is it's firsthand. You see everything. So, you know, if you put in a, like you said, if you put in $10 and it goes down to $8, mm-hmm. well, here, it's the same thing. You're just seeing the process of it moving. You're seeing, you're, you're seeing everything that's happening within your money. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. With these other apps, it's you get a percentage um, or, yeah, you get a percentage of what you're losing right now and you'll see your money go from 10 to $8, but... With Forex, it's like, like you said, it sell. If you wanted to get in on, you got a position that, that's at $10, and you see that it's going down, mm-hmm. you can get in that sell as well and even out your money. At that low. At, literally. So if you up $10 and it's going down, you can get in the sell, 
and literally it goes like this. You just got to yeah, balance so, it so, out. So, so let's gotta, say you got to know know how to play the game. With you got to know the experience. So let's say I'm I'm, I'm you know I, I'm no one's. I, hold on, I wouldn't encourage nobody to do that. I don't ever. I personally don't ever sell and buy at the same time. Never. I, I don't do that. But if I was in a jam, I know how to get out of it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So let's say I wanted to get into it, right? I'm I'm not the most experienced. I'm still learning it. Uh, but I, or maybe I'm brand new. Uh-huh. But I've heard it and I see people making money. Because here's the thing: when it was all new, it was very scam like. Right, right. But now right. the dust has settled. Like, let's be honest. When I was talking about, I don't believe in it. This was a year ago. Right. You know, in the mix of COVID, and it did seem very pyramid scheming. Right. But now the dust is settled. Now all the the dabblers have left. And the guys who are still in the industry are making money. They're making real money. This is real money. Yeah. You know, I just like he talked about earlier in the show. I've seen him in Miami and Vegas. Yeah. I see, <laughs> look, I've seen the man in the in the 90th floor of a hotel. Man, I, was, look, I remember one. I don't remember when it was, but I remember we had a story one time about a tripod that he was having a good. He was having a good old time showing his view and everything. So I, I didn't know it's Columbia. look man had some fun so i know that guys are making money if you're telling me and i respect it you're telling me a thousand dollars is too much you're gonna lose it if you want look look look, uh, if you want to learn how to trade now if you want somebody to trade for you which i also do that i mean that that's what a lot of people do but you're not going to get the yield that you would if you did it yourself if you do it yourself and you learn it yourself you will never have that's why honestly i got into it as well too because I, when I turn a certain age, I really do not want to work for anybody. Physically work. Physically. I don't yeah. want to work for any, yeah. like for anybody. And so I will service people. There's a difference. Service, yeah. you know, servicing is, you know, you want to do that. But actually working for somebody is like, it's a, it's a whole, you like, man, I don't want to do this. And that's day. the end game. Because right. there's, there's, there's plenty. And here's the thing, right? You know, I'm in, I'm in a couple groups and classes and they talk about it all the time. Keep the end in mind. Keep the end in mind. Allow that to be a drive for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. What's your end game? And your end game is, hey, listen, I don't want to work for someone, but, hey, I'm, I got no problem being retired, living in a nice house. And when I wake up, I do my day trading, and then I go spend time with my family. I go to brunch, and I go to have a nice steak dinner. So you want to you develop those skill sets. Right. You want to be able to do it yourself. You know? But what if I was someone personally, and, mm-hmm. and I'm out there, what if I didn't want to do it? Which, which again, do you recommend you learn the skill, or, or or can I just give my money to someone and hey, make my money, make money? Okay, you can you can also what what you can do is if you don't want to just learn it, learn it, like they do in these these groups, you can just learn how the 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 basics of opening a position and closing the position, and they will send you a signal, and it's up to you when you get in there. So. If you if their signal if their ratio is um I mean their their rental percentage is seventy to eighty percent that that's pretty good and so you will get in that trade and get out. But and they'll they'll kind of inform you. Yeah, literally that's the senior statement say okay it's at fifteen it's at fifteen. I've uh, noticed a lot of these guys are in like group chats right 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 and right. It's like so, twenty thirty deep in the group right, chat. So it's right. it's their trading group. Yeah, that's, it's just their. So trading it's the group. mentor and then all his mentees. Right, and he's kind of going, hey, get in get here, in this trade. Get, get out now. Uh, just take profit level, set your stop loss at this. And then get in the trade. I mean, you'll make money. So, so even if I didn't want to learn the game, but I just wanted to be a part of – let's just let's speak space to space. Let's just be honest. Right. I don't want to learn the game. I just want to ride the wave of making the money. 
Yeah. I could go, hey, you know what? I'm just going to get in on this. You pay for I'm gonna, signals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a part of this group and get the signals. He tells me when to buy in. He tells me when to get out. I don't know jack about what's going on, but I'm making money on the wave. You can and, and the reality is I can put my assurity that I'm going to make money because, because the, the, the guy is also doing it too. It's not like he wants to lose his money. Right, right, right. So right. he ain't going to lose his money, so I'm really just riding the wave with him. I'm just coattailing his success. And that's, if you want to be honest, that's – that's even the guys that have arrived. Like I'm talking about, I'm talking about. I, don't, I ain't even naming no names, but I'm talking about the guys that's making five hundred, seven hundred thousand a year. They be paying. I, I know a guy personally that still pays for signals. And he has a lot of money because why? He didn't want to actually learn how to trade. Yeah. But he, he He's got, just got more money to put on it, he got, so his yield is higher. He, he got he got lucky in. And and got with the got with the right person and and found that okay this guy's a very profitable trader I make this much a a year or I make this much a month and I pay him two hundred dollars a month for some signals and I know he I know that his signal is very profitable and they work I mean why not you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. why not if you got that much money you're you co-telling someone yeah that's but it. the downside to that is your let's say I did that right let's mm-hmm. say I was that guy and I was. I was maximizing my income because I was betting on the signals from this person. Right. The downside is my profit, my income, my yield is all tethered to that guy. Yeah. So if that guy one day goes, hey, I'm going to take six months off or I'm done, I quit, I retire, whatever. You're screwed. I'm done, though. You're screwed. Oh, that, my game's done. You're done. And that, so that's why, I, uh, you want to be honest, I don't, I don't even, I have, I have a signal package, but I let those people that that, that uh, purchased my signal package get on Zoom every now and then. Just to kind of learn the game. Yeah, so because me, I don't ever get in a trade if I don't know what the market I'm not finna just get in a trade and hope that I make money. No, I'm going to – I got alerts on my phone. You want surety. Yeah, I want confirmation. I want about a three to four confirmations to get in this trade. Because this is your real money. This, yeah, ain't, this, is, this my, is real money. Gonna, you know, I, li- <laughs> I was living off this for a little bit. Before I got my coaching job, before I went to play football again, I was just strictly living off of Forex. And so with that being said, it's like I, I need I, – I'm not going to lose my money like that. So yeah. I'm going to – when I put in a position, I'm going to make sure that the indicators that I have is confirmation – my my software uh, that my programmer created, uh, we created. That's confirmation. The news is a confirmation, and in anything else that I can find, oh, they're saying get in this trade. Okay, I'm going to get in that trade. But if I don't have that, I'm not getting in the trade. Because you, you don't want to waste your money too. No, and that's no. one of the best things that I appreciate when I see people who coach. Right? There's so many industries in the world where the coaches are no longer playing. Mm-mm. And I love the fact that when you talk about day trading, the coaches are still playing. Your money is also tethered to this bet I'm asking. Because here's, here's the cold reality, man. Let's just boil it down. Let's, let's boil the water down and get to the, the substance. If, if you're my coach or you're my mentor and you're asking me to, hey, this is going to – you're advising me. Let's, let's change that. You're advising me to put my money here. You're basically telling me to bet on that. And at the same time, you're also betting on it. So I, I get some confidence that it should work because you're betting on it too. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say betting because that's like a gambling term. It's like, it's like if Tesla stock is going up, Amazon is going up, those, those companies are worth trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Those are the top two companies in NASDAQ 100. So if both of them were in a buy and their spread is only 
seventy, and Amazon Amazon is two hundred. But if their spread is that, um, I mean, and they're going up into a buy, only thing you have to do is go to a, the indice Nasdaq and buy. And, and catch them on the low, like we talked about. That, that's it. That's literally it. Because those, so how those much, companies run Nasdaq. So how much money? And again, I get, I get. There's different levels to everything. I understand. Right. But if I'm new and I want to get into it, let's say I'm watching this. I knew nothing about it, but I'm watching you. I I hear what you're saying. I see you're making money. Mm-hmm. How much? How much money can I really get into this with? How much money? Again, I, I get the whole concept. We've it, learned it the concept. On how of much demos. money you're willing to 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 risk. It depends on how much if you make if you make twenty thousand a month. I mean, you can put in five thousand. But what's my and, minimum? What if I'm? What if I? Like, let's just be honest. What if I work at Burger King and mm-hmm. all I've got is two hundred dollars? Is that not enough? Is that not going to be worth it? That's a start. Yeah, that's going to be worth it. It's a start, but you're going to really have to on your. It's like it's your craft. You're going to really have to practice. You're going to have craft. to harness that. Yeah, yeah, because the 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 the. Um, the less capital you have to risk, the, the lower ho- your possible reward. Yes, and so you can't you can't aim big because yeah. you don't have enough money to aim big. But you also can learn consistency. You can learn discipline because with the two hundred dollar account, you don't want to you don't want to risk more than maybe ten pips to, to to fifteen. Fifteen is pushing it, and pips is basically the same thing as that's how you measure. The, the, the market and so that's the term like say you walked outside today and you walked a mile that's your measure that's your measurement of how you walk uh how far you walked right pips mm-hmm. is what uh measures the market a measuring scale yeah and so if you you don't want to if you got 200 dollars account you don't want to risk 10 pips to 15 pips because that means you're going to have depending on the spread you're going to have you're going to lose 20 to 30 dollars that day now you only got the 170, you know what I'm saying? It happened fast. You, it happened fast. And so if you get in, if you if you get with a pair, a decent pair that you know that market is, has a lot of, um, uh, is volatile, you can actually, you know, have a low lot size and make your $10, make your $10 in a, you know, 30, 30 minutes and, and put it like that and take your profit and then do that three more times. And just keep making it. You, and then as ten, you start to. What's 10 times 10? 100. So if you do that 10 times a day. I mean. You you're make, making $100 you make, a day. making $100. And then all of a sudden I got more money to put back yes. in. And I can double and can triple your, and quadruple my account. Year. You can build your account. And so then you get to the point where you're like, I can really do this. So basically the, the, the sum of it is. And, and again, this is anything. With anything trading or anything stocks or anything investments. Mm-hmm. The more you have to put in, the more you're going to yield return. Right. But at the same time, you've got to get in and you've got to learn it. Because if you're 20, 30, 40, I don't care if you're 50, these are skills you're going to be able to have at the end of the game. These are skills you're going to be able to have when your body gives up. When you're 50, 60, and 70, and you can't go out and physically work or you can't go do the things that you're currently doing in in your career and endeavor, you can still get on a computer and trade. Forever. And that's a skill. It's a skill. It's a skill. And so that's what I'm going to teach my kids. I'm going to keep teach my kids. I don't want to. Well, I can say it. I'm going to teach my kids anything with coding and in the market. They're going to learn it. If they want to play sports, they can play sports. But you better have this. They're going to know those two things because those two things right there, 
run the world. Oh, 100%. If you know how to code, you want to make a bunch of money for the rest of your life. If you know how to, if you know the market, you want to make a bunch of money for the rest of your life, you're not going to have to work for nobody. You know? You get what I'm saying? And I think that, and I I love that we, you know, are getting to the end on this topic. Those are things that are generational catapults. Yeah. If if your grandparents or their parents or your parents, they didn't understand this, well, we didn't get the opportunity to learn these things. Mm -hmm. But when you look at families of generational wealth, when you look at families, and I love that we got to this, when we talked about it earlier, families that just, they had a start that we didn't. Mm-hmm. When we started that race, we were 50 feet behind them. Right. And now we're having to run faster just to get to where they started. Mm-hmm. I'm not even getting to where you're at, or I'm not even beating you. I'm just getting to where you started the race. It's because we didn't know those things. Right. But we, as a people, as an individual, we have the ability to put our foot on the ground, put our flag in the dirt and go, I'm going to learn these skills. I'm going to learn these trades. I'm going to learn these, these different abilities that I can pass down to my kids and to their kids and to their kids and our generation. The, the, the last name Ebbs, the last name Vaughns, they're never going to have to worry about this again. Right. We're going to have these things. And I'm not saying you have to take that route. Just like you said, if they want to play sports, they can play sports. But you're going to have that foundation. Right. You're not going to go, oh, I didn't know about the stock market. Hey, if I have four kids, one of them going to get it. If I have five kids, one of them is going to get it. Yeah. One, one of them is going to say, okay, I'm going to do what dad taught me. The other, the other three or four, whoever, they're going to do what they want to do. But I know one kid is going to get it. And that one kid is going to keep, like you said, the generation going. It's going to keep it going. Yeah. So let me ask you this to sum up, man. If there were one asset, one trait, one characteristic that separated those in the trading market from being successful and failing. The 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 good and the bad, the wins and the losses, the the guys who are making money and they're profitable mm-hmm. and the guys who go, "Man, this was crap." What's that thing that separates them? It might be cliché, but the only thing it is is discipline. Like with everything with life, it's just discipline. Knowing, knowing when to take your losses, knowing when to take your profit. You just got to have that. You got to condition, condition your mind to be okay with how much money you're making. You can't get greedy because you're not with a prop firm or an investment firm or a hedge firm that's trading your money, uh, that's managing your portfolio. So with, with first-hand trading, with the Forex, you got to be disciplined and know you got to know when to stop. Like you can't be greedy. If you make five hundred dollars a day, or put like if you make three hundred dollars a day, that's a that's a hundred k a year. Why wouldn't you stop? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Why 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 wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, if you have a bunch of money to to keep to 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 risk more, you keep trading. But if you if you got a five thousand dollar account, you make three hundred dollars. Stop. So you got the guys got to know when to take their yeah. chips and get out the casino. That's the difference. That's the difference. That's that's literally different. Just being disciplined. Just being disciplined enough to take my chips, look at the dealer, and go. No, nah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I just made. I just made three hundred dollars. Um, I'm done for the day. Three hundred times five is eight hundred a week. Eight hundred times four, four weeks. What you make an extra twenty four hundred dollars a month by being disciplined. Just being disciplined, man. It's been awesome. I appreciate you being on the show. Let me ask you this to end. You know, if I was someone who was watching and I wanted to get in the game and I wanted to learn from you, I saw this show and I, and I thought, man, this guy is someone who Kevin trusts. I trust him. I want to learn the game. How can they get to you and how can they, how can they learn the game from you? 
Um, I will say at me on um, Instagram is underscore I am VVS underscore. Um, or you can just go type in my website, VV Synergy, VVS, YN, N-E-R-G-Y, and just make sure I got it right, um, dot com. And that, again, that's VV Synergy at, um, um, dot com. And so that's what I would, um, you know, I have a, a page where you can sign up, you know, put your number in, put your email in. And um, I trust me, I get a notification. Every time someone views my page, I get a notification. Every time someone signs up for my, uh, to put their information, I get a notification. But I would say the main platform that I honestly use is Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook uh, a little bit. Um, I'm on Twitter a little bit. But Instagram, I am VVS uh, underscore. I am VVS underscore. That'll be the main. That'll be the main page that I will respond from. Nice. For those of you guys watching, man, if you want to get in the forex game, if you want to learn more about. Uh, his brand if you want to buy some merch uh, check out his site check out his instagram again if they're on this show it's because i support them i believe in them and i have acknowledged their success in the marketplace we appreciate you being on the show we appreciate all you guys for watching today's episode um, and we, we are so excited to see uh, where our journey takes us as we continuously learn the game of business, entrepreneurship, and the world that we are starting to prosper and becoming more diverse in our business portfolio. Thanks so much, guys, and uh, appreciate you guys being on today's episode of A Student of the Game podcast.